It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at WrestleMania621, DHarrison82, and LocksWFT pod coming here on a Victory Tuesday as your burgundy and gold Washington football team advanced to five and six off the back of a 17 to 15 Washington football team win over the Seattle Seahawks in week 12, a score that literally nobody predicted. But you know what? If you took Washington on the even odds, you won. So it's 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 a beautiful day, no matter how you carved it out or how you predicted it going. And Chris, I got to say my biggest thought coming out of this game is that the Washington football team is appearing to learn how to win. And and I go back to our early season conversations, even bleeding into what happened last season in in the development of a team, right? You As you develop a football team, especially from the ground floor, which is really what Ron Rivera has been doing, you got to first build a team that's going to compete for each other. They're not going to quit. They're not going to have the effort problems that we see across the NFL in so many situations like you do sometimes in Houston, Jacksonville, the Jets of the world. That's kind of the first layer of building a franchise. Then you got to have a team that learns how to compete. And I mean, actually be into games and compete and potentially put themselves in a position to win. Then you got to learn how to win. Then you have to learn how to win consistently. Then you got to learn how to dominate. I think this team is in the phase where they're finally learning how to win. And I say that because over the last two games in this winning streak, they had really good games and a lot of things went pretty well. Taylor Heineke didn't really have a lot of mistakes. He had a few bad throws here or there, but who doesn't? But he didn't really make a lot of critical mistakes, right? This game, a little bit different. This game, not as clean. A, a, a few more mistakes, a few more bad throws. Obviously, you have the interception. You have a couple of other errant throws. You have some other issues with injuries on the field, and the defense gives up some big plays. And I think that's an important step in the development of the team because when things don't go well for 60 minutes, It's important that a team understands how to dig out that win. And this game tonight is exactly the kind of game a team like this needs to move forward into the rest of their schedule. You know, sometimes, David, you can win and you can win without style points, win without being pretty, win by showing, uh, again, basically what you're talking about, a certain resiliency, a certain like, hey, we don't care how we do it. We just do it. Uh, and it may not look pretty and it may not be for everyone and it may not get everybody excited, but the bottom line is you get the job done. And that's what this team did yeah. on Monday night. Look, make no mistake about it. The Seahawks are better than a now three and eight team. I don't know what's happened with Russell Wilson. Um, that would be really scary to me if I was an NFL team 
potentially thinking about pulling the trigger on a Russell Wilson deal to get him out of Seattle and paying the bounty that Seattle is going to want. This is not a good Seahawks team. This is not a good Seahawks defense. And yet Washington gave them every opportunity to stay in this game. Maybe they got jobbed at the end on a fourth down touchdown. It was ruled a touchdown. It was reviewed. It was overturned. I don't agree with the call. Maybe we wouldn't be talking about the same way this game wound up because subsequent to that, Seattle goes on a quick 96-yard drive and ties, well, we think Mm -hmm. gets in position to tie up the game, but then they throw an interception on the two-point conversion, and you think Washington's going to win 17-15, and ultimately they did, but not without drama in that they almost coughed up the onside kick, and they actually did, except Seattle lined up I guess illegally. I still don't quite understand the rule. And then Washington was able to recover it. And, you know, of course, I used the game. I, I, listen, the bottom line is, is you'll take wins no matter which way you can, because every team's beat up. Every team, you know, uh, like team records and, and style points are not always what they seem in the NFL. But the bottom line is, you know, nobody should feel bad, if you will, about this win from a Washington football team perspective. You have to win games that maybe you don't have your absolute best. The thing that I would worry about moving forward, especially on a short week and maybe without a J.D. McKissick, who who got hurt and carted off uh, against the Vegas Raiders this Sunday, is they're going to need to be a lot better in order to to, to tie up their record at 6-6 and and to put themselves potentially in a position to play for first place a week and a half from now at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, learning how to win, winning ugly and finding a way it's important for the Washington football team to continue their development, and like you said, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, right? A, a very wise coach I heard I heard say once, it's a lot easier to learn from an almost lost than a loss because when you lose, players tend to go into and start questioning what is happening. And then you win. Well, now you have start, you start having some confidence. Now when your coaches are teaching you some of these things in the meeting rooms, you believe in it just a little bit more than you would have had you lost. So having some of these struggles, because I mean, Everybody's going to be talking about this, right? The five straight three and out possessions that the Seattle Seahawks had, and they had six three and outs in total. But Chris, the Washington football team had four. You know what I mean? So Seattle only had two three and outs more than the Washington football team did. So really, when you look at it from the scope of that, how much better was Washington offense in total? It really wasn't all that much better. Now, I would say they looked better in the execution during the good moments than Seattle did even in their good moments. I would would give them that. But again, Coming out of this with a win, I mean, you have a three and eight Seattle team completely demoralized going back to Seattle. Their coaches are going to try to coach them up, try to get them to shake out of this rut. And honestly, you're the coaches that have kind of helped us get into this rut in the first place. So how much are we going to lean on you? It's a huge difference. You're talking a difference of two games, three and eight versus five and six. That two games is such a massive separation at this point in the season. Yeah, you feel like you can basically overcome mistakes and by just digging a little bit deeper and believing each other and relying on each other. And you know, nothing is going to be perfect. Right. And you know that there are, uh, you know, every win is hard to get in this league. Right. And and that's why I didn't, I, I, I did pick Washington to win on the go home episode, 
Um, but you know, I didn't pick them in a one-sided affair. I think I picked them 24-21 or, or 23-20 or whatever it was. So it was even lower scoring than I thought it would be uh, at 17-15. The bottom line is Washington had opportunities uh, to convert on some third and shorts, and they didn't. They really, despite the final score being what it is, David, they dominate this game in a lot of ways, but yet they allowed Seattle to just kind of keep punching and to hang in there and to stay within one score and then when they you know maybe got jobbed on a controversial fourth down touchdown initially called the touchdown play uh, in which you thought okay that's the game uh, that gets taken away and then Seattle comes boom right back and scores but then they make a play and again so like you give up this big long drive and you have this coverage bust for the game what we think is a game tying touchdown but yet you come right back on the very next play the two point conversion and Russell Wilson I mean I'm staring at it live from the press box all the way at the other end but through my binoculars and Russell Wilson had nowhere to go I mean he's looking boom 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 he's four maybe four or five reads in before he finds something that he thinks he likes yeah. and then Kendall Fuller steps in front and picks it up so again you give up something, you make a mistake, you you have a negative, whatever you want to call it. You think the game is, you know, now in, in the and then you still find a way to make a play. And that's what a winning team has to has to do. So the Washington football team wins 17 to 15 right here at FedEx Field. They'll take the Vegas Raiders on uh, this Sunday in Las Vegas with a chance to go to six and six. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Guys, in life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, and bound for rejuvenation, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe uh, creating my own taco flight. And as long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be as happy as I can be. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Follow David uh, at Harrison 82 Read him on SI.com's Fan Nation. Uh, and as well, you can follow me uh, at Russellmania621 on Twitter. Listen to me Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 with Pete Medhurst on Russell and Medhurst on the Washington football team's flagship station. Why don't we hit the voicemail, David? But uh, my understanding is this is a voicemail that was left from Ryan in Virginia from before the game, yeah. but we're going to use it, obviously, to apply to what happened during the game. Right. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's Ryan from Virginia. I listen to the crossover episode. It's real good. It's Monday morning. 
And so, yeah, obviously the game hasn't happened yet. Going to the game. Look, y'all. If y'all remember my previous call, what I say, the schedule is opening up. You know, something tells me. I think we got this one. And, and you know what? We might not even have to, this might not even be a nail bite. They've, they've lost four or five. We've won our last two against definitely one better team. And if Carolina and Seattle play tomorrow, I, I could see Carolina beating them. I heard they got injuries. Just said they got injuries at corner on the crossover. I'm optimistic. I'm going to say that we win this one going away 31 to 17. I've, I've been a fan long enough to know that we don't win a lot of games like that, but I'm optimistic. Thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, that is our, our buddy Ryan from Virginia. Um, it, he, so he wasn't ultimately correct on the final score, but I liked the confidence and the excitement that I heard in his voice. Again, that was made before the game, David. I, I will. Yeah, I, Monday morning we yeah, got that. I'll call. share with you a couple of you know things that 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 I've absorbed since the end of this game. Number one, uh, sitting here in the press box uh, outside, like the you know where where the main exit uh, out of the stadium is. There was, uh, mm. you know, we, we hear after every game and, and especially wins uh, here at FedEx Field, the band is, you know, just the thunderous bass and all that stuff. This is the first time that I've, I remember hearing, and certainly this loud, fans singing in unison, hail to the Redskins, right? And, and you know, <laughs> and, and with the current team name and all that stuff. I mean, I have not personally right. heard that, that, um, you know, maybe one other time that I remember, um, you, you know, after a home win, but maybe I'm just missing it. But I, I don't think so, because I, I usually am pretty aware of these type things uh and then on top of that ron rivera going nuts leaving the field going let's bleep and go yelling to the fans uh and then in the locker room where they come up with this this throwing of the stone thing uh and ron rivera is again going bonkers uh just trying to fire up his team yelling at the top of his lungs so to me uh it, it is amazing how the season was basically DOA at the bye week and three weeks later, three games later, three wins later, it is very, very much alive. Yeah. Nobody's really talking about draft position. Uh, anymore, right? Yeah. They, sh- um, they outside should be. Of, right. Exactly. Yeah. Outside of the, what, what we were talking before recording that was the jets, Eagles and, and uh, what was the, the other jets, team? Giants the and giants? Then the Eagles would be basically four, dominating the yeah, top four, 10 right five. now. The Jets would be four five. The Eagles would be uh, six seven, and the uh, or I'm sorry, yeah. the the Giants would be uh, six seven, and then the Eagles would be eight nine. So it would be four five Jets, five uh, six seven Giants, eight nine Eagles. Boom, six Crazy. picks in a row. How about that? Four NFC East picks in the top ten, and they all belong yeah. to. So you bet you so. you better start winning now. You better start you know racking up whatever you can because <laughs> they're coming. Inside the yeah, division, the way some of those guys know, draft, that's true. Will, will that's be true. All right. that, be that's all right. true. But you, know, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, again, I just wanted to share a couple of those little things just from firsthand perspective in the lower bowl, which has been mostly filled all year long and very loud and very packed. Those are the diehard, ardent fans of this team, and there are, you know, again, they were very loud and very enthusiastic and very energetic, even early on, uh, before a series started, uh, chanting, you know, Heineke, Heineke, you know, like, like yeah. this team still has the ability to wake up the echoes, if you will. 
people to shake things up and to do what they are doing now. Will it continue? I don't know, but it, I can hear it in Ryan's voice. I can see it in Ron Rivera. I can see it in, in, in listening to some of the players and just being around people in the organization. You know, winning does not come easy in this organization, and it never has, or at least it hasn't for 30 years. And a three-game winning streak sometimes feels like a 30-game winning streak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And then, yeah, you hear you hear the voices of, people like Ryan, the voices of people like Camion, who we're going to hear from uh, here in just a little bit. And, and, and it makes, it makes you smile. You know what I mean? And we go back to the preseason, the off season, and, you know, we had some, some listeners calling in and, and telling us that they were, you know, excited, but a little cautious and they didn't want to get too excited. And, and if you remember, I'm a champion of hype, man. Like I love hype. And, and from a fan, from a fan perspective, I think you absorb and, and exude all the hype you possibly can enjoy it while you have it. And, and I remember saying that during the preseason, enjoy all the excitement while you have it. Cause you know what, by October, we could be talking down NFL draft. And then we were talking yep. NFL draft yep. in October, but then in the middle of October again, and I keep going back to that article I wrote, but in that article, I'm saying, look, by the end of November, we could be talking playoff positioning. So you never know what's yep. going to happen. And here we are. Uh, so yeah, so Ryan and Virginia came on everybody. Like if, if you're ever going to have the opportunity to champion your team and to go out there and root and talk trash, uh, to other fans and all it's right now. You know what I mean? You, de- you defeated the defending Super Bowl champs. You defeated Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. And I got a lot of people are doing that right now, but nobody expected the Seahawks to be in the position they are. So you are a part of keeping them uh, kind of down there or whatever. You ruined Cam Newton's homecoming. There's, I mean, hang your hat on those things because again, you know, by the end of December, it, yeah. it could, it could all go away. We'd be talking about which quarterback is the team going to draft. Hopefully not. Hopefully we're talking about playoffs. Uh, but if we're not, then enjoy this moment while you have it. And if you're if you're confident in your team continuing forward and you're confident Taylor Heineke can continue uh, to lead this team to victory, I mean, today, 27 for 35, 223 yards, a touchdown interception, 90.5 quarterback right rating, not the best quarterback rating of his career because he breaks this streak of having career games. But you know what? Good enough to get his team the win. And again, like I mentioned before, if you took the even odds for the Washington football team to beat the Seattle Seahawks, you made some money. And hopefully you did so over at betonline.ag because they had you covered for this Monday night football game. They're going to have you covered for Thursday night football week 13 and moving on with all the props, odds and lines that you could ever want for the football season as we continue to move towards the NFL playoffs. Betonline.ag is your number one spot for all your sports action this season. So head to that website on your desktop or your mobile phone. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code locked on just for being a listener. Of this show, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that promo code locked on. If you don't want football action, they got basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. They've got your favorite Vegas casino games too. Don't wait. Take advantage of everything available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, guys, wrapping up this Victory Tuesday episode of the Locked On Washington football team. You are Washington football team defeating the Seattle Seahawks 17 to 15, advancing to five and six, seventh place overall in the NFC playoff race. Chris Russell and David Harrison on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82, the show at Locked WFT Pod. Chris, I mentioned Camion. Let's hear from him now. Yeah, this Camion, first off, prayers for a speedy recovery for McKissick, play the big part in this win. I mean, this game was just not nose football. Running down the throats, defense played great game until the end. Oh, that was scary. I don't care if it's a low-scoring game. A win's a win. David, you called it. I am excited because I got my shipment from Built Bar, white chocolate cheesecake. Ooh, we lemon drop cheesecake. Y'all ain't tried it. Oh, my God, it's delish. That caramel almond delight. I know, uh, Rooster, you was talking about that one. That's that. Man, I feel like Bill Park finally heard me. All the emails I've been sending to them. Oh, and even the ruby chocolate, which is like a, a, a fruity kind of chocolate. It's not like regular chocolate. It's a fruity chocolate. I can eat that, too. Oh, my God. I'm loving it. Love the win. Love Bill Park. Thank you. Uh, I'll holler at you. Peace. Oh, man. Camion all fired up about Bill. I don't know if he's more fired up about a third straight win for the Washington football team or his shipment of Bill Bar. Either way, uh, David, good stuff there out of our pal Camion. Um, one thing that I'll real quickly uh, add about uh, what he started off his call with was an update on J.D. McKissick. And this is not official and you should take it with a grain of salt. But his agent, Doug Hendrickson, uh, who I've known for a while, not well, but I know, uh, you know, we've had some dealings uh he tweeted he he uh, uh i guess said told media or tweeted out or whatever it was uh that jd mckissick uh who was carted off of course in the fourth quarter uh after taking a knee to the head is quote unquote all good whatever that means all good was the quote uh from doug hendrickson his agent now clearly he's been in in contact with jd mckissick Again, I thought it was a good thing that J.D. McKissick was getting, uh, you know, I I guess tapped on his helmet uh, and on his shoulder on the cart, right? Even though he was carted off, you know, generally, if there was a neck injury, he wouldn't have sat up that type of thing, which he eventually did. Uh, He he still may miss this Oakland game. Who knows? Uh, Or I should say the Vegas game, Oakland. Uh, He still may miss the (laughs) Vegas game, but at least you feel like maybe there's a chance, maybe there's a chance, even on a short week that he can recover. J.D. McKissick was obviously a huge factor, and that's going to lead us uh, into our plays of the game and player of the game. And if you want to just skip ahead to player of the game, I'll tee you up right here because it's who we were just talking about. Yeah, my my player of the game is J.D. McKissick, and and I think – you know, for, for a lot of good reasons and, and shout out again to Camion. That was his player of the game heading into the game. And uh, to be completely fair, JD McKissick, one of my players of the game every week because he's on my fantasy roster. So I was very happy with what JD McKissick did on the field in this game, 12 touches, 56 yards, two touchdowns, uh, helping me out a lot in a season that a lot of running backs have gone out uh, to injury. Of course, Christian McCaffrey, one of the latest for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff. But it's not just the amounts, right? So I mean, twelve touches, not you know the biggest amount of touches in the world. Fifty six yards, not going to blow the socks off anybody. Two touchdowns is obviously great, but it's the quality of them, right? Not only and I, and I tweeted this during the game. 
JD McKissick is more than just a backup running back. Like he, he's a spell man. He's a guy that you can come in there and, and you look at last week when Antonio Gibson had the fumble. If you need to kind of prove a point, just drill it through someone's head and, and shout out to Antonio Gibson. You saw him today mentally go through tucking the ball away again. Right? So obviously the message is getting through to a certain extent, but JD is a guy that can come in and he can offer you a little bit of a different dynamic than what Antonio brings, but he can also bring you a lot of the same and it, they can just create a two headed monster. So when you need to melt the clock, when you need to control the ball, when you need to control the line of scrimmage, you've got two backs that are capable of helping you do that. Now it's not always successful. And, and I'm sure that's a conversation we're going to get into as we get further into the week, especially that short yardage game. I know I want to talk about it. So tomorrow it definitely will be coming up, but for what they bring to the field, you've got two very capable backs in a league that a lot of teams are, are barely scratching the surface trying to find one. My player of the game is going to be that other running back in Antonio Gibson, 29 carries for 111 yards, no touchdowns, a long of 17, but seven targets, seven catches, 35 yards. I believe both the 29 carries and the seven catches I'll have to double check this, David, and we just haven't had time. I believe both individual uh, career highs in the brief, you know, less than two-year career of Antonio Gibson. But again, no fumbles. Did a good job with ball security. I saw him carrying it differently tonight than I saw him in the second half. I saw less of that swinging cradle and more holding it high and more, you know, snug, if you will. Uh, in his arm and closer to his body. So that was good. So I'll go with Antonio Gibson for my player of the game. And my play of the game is a play in a sequence that I've already mentioned a couple of times, uh, but I'll do it officially here. Kendall Fuller's interception uh, in the back of the end zone on the two-point conversion, which ultimately saves this from being a 17-17 and perhaps overtime game, uh, is my play of the game. I, I mean, obviously, there's many, many, many plays that you could go with uh, and many sequences, but that essentially saves the game. And Russell Wilson had time to, again, get to at least his fourth read, maybe even his fifth read. And Kendall Fuller still found a way uh, to hold on and jump in front of a desperation pass from Russell Wilson. So kudos to Kendall. An underrated thing. Staying in coverage for that long is very difficult to not lose somebody. So a very, very important thing to point out there. So I'm glad you did. Uh, My play of the game, Taylor Heineke, uh, his his touch ten yard touchdown pass to J D McKissick, my player of the game. Uh, of course, the extra point is blocked and returned for two points by Seattle, so it kind of diminishes the shine on the play a little bit. But why it's the play of the game for me? Seattle, one of the better. I think they're six over six in the NFL right now in red zone defense. Washington football team dead last in the NFL in red zone offense. So to get a red zone touchdown, just your second trip into like they got into the red zone one, settled for a field goal. A lot of people weren't okay with it. I was okay with it just because this is such a tough red zone defense. That second time you get in the red zone, you get it into the end zone. I think that was a huge moment for this team to show them that, look, even against their strength, we can be successful. So imagine what we can do against their weaknesses. That was a huge moment. Would have been bigger if it weren't for the blocked extra point. Hopefully Joey Sly is okay. I think that's kind of an underrated Injury yeah. that we need to wait on. I was going to say that that, that yeah. that's a huge. That's a that's maybe even a bigger question. Yeah, because you can't bring Chris Blewett back. I mean, we've already seen that. You can't you can't bring exactly. him back. I don't know how many other exactly. guys are sitting out there. But real quick before we wrap up, Chris, uh, Washington football team running backs accounted for sixty one percent of touches in this game. That shows you mm-hmm. how big the running backs were for the Washington football team on Monday night. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, uh, clearly a, a career, a season high uh, for Antonio Gibson in 
in terms of carries uh, at 29 and also a career high as I look uh, back at all of last year's numbers, the last you know, last year's highest number was 20 in a game. So he easily smashed uh, that. So career high, as I thought, for Antonio Gibson. Uh, and we'll, we'll get you know, the official number on the pass receiving. Again, seven targets, seven catches for 35 yards pedestrians to some degree uh, but solid in in, the, in that area all right that's going to do it for us on this edition of the locked on washington football team podcast uh of course for david harrison who is covering the football team press fan nation i'm chris russell one half of the russell and medher show on the team 980 as always we remind you we are free and available on all platforms uh, and we make you uh, we invite you to make your second list of the of the day the locked on bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q and expert analysis and insight from lee sterling if you want to hop in on the voicemail line it's 301-615-3577 301-615-3577 that's going to do it for us back with more content throughout the week short week vegas raiders this sunday with a chance to go to six and six for the washington football team who beat the seattle seahawks here at fedex field 17 to 15 your final score thanks for being with us on this victory tuesday edition of the lockdown washington football team podcast Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.